the luck have great contribution in success. Probably, uh, let's talk a bit about uh, my hardest times. I mean, like uh, leukemia of my son. So no one actually knows uh, uh, what it comes from and actually why. So uh, uh, there are just like uh, some stats about uh, half of people uh, get full recovery, half of people unfortunately not. So and this is kind of uh, sheer luck to be uh, in one bucket or in the other bucket. This podcast interviews the real people in Kiev to share their life and work, as well as showing the interesting people, places, economic opportunities, event, and culture in Kiev. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in the capital of Ukraine so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My guest today is Yuri Grachov. Yuri is the Chief Operating Officer at Credit Casa, has a joint MBA from Columbia University in New York, as well as the London Business School. Yuri is an infinite learner, a curious, entrepreneurial-minded, self-starter, and tech-savvy head of operations with diverse managerial experience in banking, microfinance, other financial services, debt collection, and marketing, able to develop a strategy and transform whole business models. Yuri, how are you today? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm fine. It's my honor, honestly, to have you here. I'm very happy. And to begin and to give some context, what is the story of Yuri, what happened so far that made you become the person you are today? Uh, thank you. A very deep and interesting question. Uh, I was born here in Kiev in Ukraine. Uh, I came from military family. Uh, I'm ethnically Russian, so it was late Soviet Union, and uh, actually, probably my growth and. Uh, uh, I ended high school uh, exactly kind of in times of, uh, let's say, uh, paradigmatical shift when uh, actually Soviet uh, ideology and uh, uh, Soviet values uh, already gone and uh, new rules of game uh, kind of uh, were some kind unpredictable and uh, ambiguous. So uh, I had no opportunity to choose my path in life. And uh, actually what I did, I followed the suggestion of my father and uh, entered uh, to a Ukrainian uh, police school, uh, which uh, provided a legal degree. So I uh, graduated in uh, 1998 from Ukrainian, Ukrainian Academy of Internal Affairs, this uh, degree of Bachelor of Law, and I served three uh, years uh, in 
uh, Kiev City Police Department as a detective officer. Uh, it kind of were three pretty interesting years in my life, but uh, at the end of the day, I quit. And uh, uh, a friend of mine, actually, who led uh, legal department in uh, one of uh, Ukrainian banks, offered me position uh, as a junior counsel. That's probably it. Uh, I landed uh, in banks, in banking, in financial industry, and uh, I built my career, say, till 2005, 2007, just before first crisis. Uh, and uh, ended up uh, as uh, head of legal department, but uh, I always uh, feel like uh, law and uh, legal issues uh, are not my cup of tea. So actually, I, uh, I've been always uh, interested in business, uh, interested in development and kind of uh, uh, new challenges. Uh, so actually, I tried to uh, some position in business, in retail business, in treasury. And uh, in 2010, actually, uh, some disaster happened to my family. Uh, my son was diagnosed with leukemia. So it's kind of uh, very, very... Uh, difficult challenge to me. Uh, at the end of the day, I won, but uh, I found myself kind of forced to uh, develop uh, my career by scratch. So actually, again, uh, uh, my a friend of mine uh, offered me position in operations. The, position like deputy of debt collection department in bank and uh, I actually found uh, this position very interesting very challenging and very promising so actually I uh, built up uh, probably the best debt collection practice in Ukraine and uh, after that I kind of uh, realized that uh, I've got uh, uh, some lack of uh, uh, kind of fundamental education in business. That's why I uh, choose to uh, select some uh, business program. And uh, my choice number one was London Business School. Uh, the preparation took probably about six months or so. The uh, entrance ticket to London Business School actually is very high, but uh, I was lucky to be admitted, and uh, in 2019 I graduated from London Business School. That's probably it about myself. I like that you mentioned that you were lucky to get there, which is very, very a humble attitude for someone of your caliber, and I'm curious about something. Really, you said that first you found that law is not the thing that uh, makes you happy or that you're most interested in. And 
I hope your son is okay after leukemia now. You said that you rebuilt your life from scratch. As someone who is well-versed in analytics, I'm curious about how you made those life decisions. Was it totally with your brain? Which now I'm getting hints that maybe not, because otherwise you would be have stayed in law and followed your logical side forever. Or did you have an inner sense and following your heart that you felt like your heart is guiding you towards something else and therefore you make decisions more with a mix of brain and heart rather than only logic? I mean, I know it's a convoluted question, but this is very interesting. Can you speak about that? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, thank you very much. It's actually a great question, but uh, it's a very complex question, you know. So uh, what's about this situation? Uh, I, I, I don't think that actually just relying on uh, my logic, uh, I would have uh, overcome all challenges in my life. Probably it's a weird mix of uh, logic, of uh, support, uh, my family, friends, close people, and the kind of very, very big share of just luck. I love it. <laughs> because what happened is, no, really, I was speaking to someone who is... Um, very, very, very successful and smart. And he was speaking about in the old times, even in Venice uh, and in the um, medieval or Renaissance times, where they used to say that success really is 50% skills and knowledge and intelligence and 50% good fortune, which is what you spoke about. Exactly. That there, that there is luck involved in this. And uh, there is another saying, which is there is nothing as common as uh, people who fail, although they have so much potential. Because many people, I find actually very funny that a lot of people who are successful or important, 90%, they happen to be in the right place at the right time to see the right opportunity or find the right door open to them which is funny to me because I imagined for a long time that life is like a plan and it's a meritocracy where only the best people are successful and then the medium people are in the middle and the not so competent are lower. But no, luck is mixing and scrambling this whole thing to put people everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Uh, can you, though... Speak about, was there a moment or a, an, an understanding that made you think, wow, luck is so important and wow, I am so lucky? Okay, so um, probably uh, let's talk a bit about uh, my hardest times. I mean, like uh, leukemia of my son. So no one actually knows uh, uh, what it comes from and actually why. So uh, uh, there are just like uh, some stats about uh, half of people uh, get full recovery, half of people unfortunately not. So, and this is kind of uh, sheer luck to be uh, in one bucket or in the other bucket. Yes. This is kind of very elusive thing, but this is true. So, and uh, uh, 
Uh, another example, actually, I probably uh, borrow from great book of uh, Danny Kahneman, uh, Think Fast, Think Slow, about Google. So like uh, a lot of uh, uh, the luck have great contribution in success. And uh, every business like Google, like giant, real, really strong, company uh, actually uh, uh, no business book uh, attribute the success to luck it's kind of it's about managerial experience persistence uh, uh, wisdom rationality etc 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 but however uh, in uh, entrepreneurial path you probably uh, uh, go uh, through some uh, milestones, some uh, uh, notes where you have to make some decision. And again, uh, the uh, ambiguity uh, is very high and you don't know uh, if uh, you were right, assuming some future or uh, making some assumptions about, for example, market or not. So, and uh, this is, uh, again, this is sheer luck if you're right or not. It's, but, but some may call this intuition, some may call this experience, but uh, probably I would uh, generalize it uh, in term luck. I really, really love it. One of the things is, a while ago, when my mother was going to have an operation, I asked the doctor, I said, well, what is the percentage of success? He told me, well, if it will succeed, it's 100%. If it will not, it's 0%. <laughs> so yeah. I thought that's a great <laughs> answer. And it reminds me of one of my favorite books, which is by Leonard Mlody now. It's called How Randomness Rules Our Lives. And he calls that luck randomness and he speaks that look a lot of people will say oh this person has the Midas touch whatever they touch they succeed and then suddenly they say they lost it and in reality it was just luck and that randomness is not really random it comes in streaks of like multiple successes and multiple failures and some people get those early and therefore they seem so successful from the beginning but they were their good luck came early while others might struggle and then seem to succeed once, uh, well, like a nighttime success, but it was just that their streak arrived then, and they were the same person, whether that person successful or failure. It's just that the randomness gave them their good luck at different stages of their life, and their bad luck will happen at different stages as well. And we turned this into a very philosophical uh, discussion, which I love very much. So please comment on this as well as speak about Credit Casa. What do you do exactly and what is the work that it does in Ukraine and maybe outside as well? Okay, uh, Credit Casa is a Ukrainian financial operator. It's a fintech company and uh, probably uh, Credit Casa is an answer to um, coming challenges in financial world. Uh, probably you noticed that actually the banking now actually has hard times uh, and uh, the, 
I, I would describe this like a business model crisis. So uh, uh, people need something faster, something more flexible, something more convenient. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, Credit Casa is a company which uh, provides people uh, uh, those uh, services at a proper level. Uh, another thing uh, which... Uh, Okay, uh, let's uh, say a couple of words about product. Uh, actually, we uh, uh, we operate in, in uh, providing uh, online loans. So actually, uh, it's kind of micro finance, uh, small ticket, uh, and uh, short term, uh, which actually fits uh, pretty well uh, to uh, local people in terms of payment schedule, in uh, terms of uh, size of tickets. So it's kind of affordable uh, sums to repay and the uh, absolute value of uh, interest rate uh, is not too high. So it's uh, really affordable. And uh, uh, here in Ukraine, uh, uh, I see a lot of uh, we call underbanked people, uh, people uh, to uh, who uh, regular banking service like credit card, like uh, cash loan, uh, is uh, not provided for some reason. For example, uh, bad. Uh, credit history or uh, probably uh, uh, for living in uh, remote places etc so we a company uh, to serve under bank segment and uh, uh, segment of people with uh, demands uh, certain specific demands to service which regular banking uh, cannot provide. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, you believe that the traditional banking business model is somewhat outdated and under crisis. And in Ukraine, there is a situation where there is a significant percentage of people who are underbanked. And the solution that Credit Casa provides is online loans that are at low ticket as or like lower ticket as well as good percentages of uh, payments and therefore it allows those people as well as the unique situation of the population of Ukraine to get access to credit at more affordable rates and faster and through modern technologies. Did I understand correctly? Yes, that's, that's right. Thank you. And to speak more about you as a person who is contributing to your country and you were there whether in the police force or in the soviet times and seeing all the changes and even now after corona and all the changes that are happening to the world economy what is your vision for the future of the economy of ukraine and what things do you believe and try to fix that you believe need to be 
improved or corrected for a better future? Thank you. It's going to be a, a long talk, actually, you know. <laughs> so, Take your time. I'll give you all the time you need. I am here. Thank you. Uh, so actually, uh, let's uh, consider uh, the main factors uh, which, uh, on my, in my opinion, uh, will drive Ukrainian economy. Uh, first of all, uh, I believe in uh, Ukraine in terms of uh, land, uh, in terms of uh, infrastructure, first of all, transportation infrastructure, uh, recycling, and uh, uh, all this uh, free thing uh, actually requires some uh, change some shift in uh, uh, governmental approach to regulation uh, uh, first of all uh, we know that actually uh, ukraine is kind of uh, second largest country in europe and uh, if, if uh, you uh, uh, travel uh, over Ukraine, probably uh, you noticed that uh, a lot of uh, landlord actually uh, kind of agricultural uh, uh, farming lands and uh, uh, lands which uh, somehow relate to agriculture industry. Uh, and uh, we definitely need uh, transparent uh, market of uh, farming land, but uh, actually government uh, uh, has been speaking about it, say, probably for 30 or 20 years already, but I don't see any... Uh, light in the end of uh, this tunnel and uh, the value of land uh, heavily depends on uh, fertility and uh, fertility in its turn depends on uh, investing in fertilizers so uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, we might end up with uh, kind of poor land uh, which had no investor and uh, this is one issue another issue is recycling so uh, i read that uh, uh, garbage in ukraine uh, covers uh, the square equal to uh, kropivnitsky region and kropivnitsky region is not like small places uh, it uh, uh, probably uh, uh, Luxembourg times uh, five or even ten. So uh, and uh, this uh, clearly uh, dictates that we need uh, recycling industry here, and this is really great uh, entrepreneurial opportunity. Uh, this actually. Um, uh, brings uh, some social value and I don't know why this issue is not uh, on agenda of uh, our government and uh, 
probably third important thing is uh, transportation. So the Ukraine has really great location being placed uh, between Russia, Europe, uh, having uh, access to sea. So uh, I really don't understand why our roads uh, chose such pure quality and why we are not uh, the country of uh, the greatest transportation uh, infrastructure and facilities. I agree with you. I can really imagine that if those three points were improved and implemented in Ukraine, it will thrive much more, which will give people more opportunities, a better standard of living, as well as unlock a lot of value added and potential for the whole region and the whole world. And since you're an infinite learner and it's difficult to do the MBA that you're doing while doing the work that you're doing, while also having a family and being present with them and to have time to actually relax and renew yourself so that you don't burn out, what is your approach to learning? Of course, why do you believe learning is important and uh, people should learn more? Because I actually am surprised in how little like uh, understanding of the importance of learning is in this world. There is only a small fraction of people who are constant learners, while most people only learn from TV series and movies. So why is learning important? What is your learning strategy that helps you be productive while learn and not burn out? Uh, thank you. You know, I, I've ever never think about learning uh, in terms of uh, productivity. Uh, uh, the one, my probably the main feature is curiosity. And uh, actually curiosity, I understand curiosity killed the cat, but curiosity <laughs> drives me uh, in uh, probably uncharted water in new field, new area of knowledge. So, uh, and uh, uh, everything I'm doing, everything I'm reading, everything I'm studying actually uh, is uh, stuff I really enjoy. So I uh, never waste my time the things actually I hate or I force myself to learn or to be engaged with. No, 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 no way. It just uh, kind of uh, satisfaction, harmony, uh, joy. This is uh, the main uh, indicators that uh, I love what I am doing or reading, or etc. This is my main strategy. So I uh, always uh, involved in something which I'm deeply interested in. I love it, really. And I recommend to you the founder of the business called Boston Consulting Group. You know BCG, which of course, of course. they teach you. <laughs> yeah, he's Bruce Henderson. He has a great book. It's called The Logic of Business Strategy. It's complicated, but I know that you know you have the brain to digest it slowly and enjoy it. And in it, he really speaks about his own principles in very complicated terms, but his own principles of how business strategy should be formed, the evolution 
of business strategy over time, which is something you were speaking about just now and how you are the catalyst for the evolution of the whole sector, which is very fascinating. It reminds me of Peter Drucker's quote, which is the best way to uh, predict the future is to create it. So you are predicting the future now by taking action in real life to create that future. And to end, do you have any final remarks about Ukraine, about life in Ukraine, the culture of people in Ukraine compared to other countries, and why someone like you who could live anywhere else in the world why did you choose to stay in your country and to help it in a time of huge brain drain outside Ukraine? Oh, uh, again, the, uh, another great question. So uh, probably my personal situation uh, looks like before, say, I'm in my 40s, but probably before 35 i had no opportunity to choose country to live and uh, when actually uh, i uh, got this chance of the relocation uh, from ukraine um, means really high discount rate in standard of life to me uh, because actually, again, I've got some tangible assets here. I've got family. I've got some social network. I understand how things work here in Ukraine, etc., etc., etc. So you understand what I'm saying about probably. And uh, but uh, from perspective of young people, uh, I probably suggest just. Uh, discovering world discovering their self and uh, finding uh, their own place place which pro- provides a lot of energy a lot of harmony and uh, probably this is uh, kind of being of citizen of the world is the rightest approach to life and uh, probably I'd uh, have followed this uh, approach if uh, I've been in my 20s. Uh, about Ukraine and from perspective of probably investors, uh, it's a great place and uh, here is a lot of uh, opportunities. I mentioned uh, three strategic opportunities, kind of it, it, uh, agenda for decades. Uh, but uh, in terms of even small and middle business, uh, you, if uh, you came from the States, uh, you probably noticed that uh, a lot of uh, services, a lot of products, a lot of uh, uh, nice things affordable and uh, uh, well spread in the states uh, are not represented here in Ukraine and I call these opportunities but uh, if you're a foreigner probably you might wanna uh, to attract kind of local guide who helps you to uh, cut some corners to avoid some irritating mistakes, something like that. 
uh, about people people are nice uh, friendly uh, uh, I, I would say placid people uh, compared to Russians so actually I, I think that uh, if we are speaking about Kiev uh, no foreigners uh, will uh, experience some difficulties uh, related to local uh, probably conventions or something like that. Yes, thank you. And I actually, opposite to the stereotype, I found that people in Ukraine and in Kiev are a lot more friendly than, for example, when I went to live in Brazil because Brazilian people have this stereotype of being warm and open, but because of the high criminality rate, yeah. They are very suspicious of everyone else. And therefore, they're really closed, where people in Ukraine are so friendly and so helpful, and it feels much warmer in the people, especially when you get to know them. And to end this very, very interesting and probably one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done, can you finish by sharing with people where can they learn more about you where can they connect more with you and where can they discover more about credit casa uh okay actually uh i uh, use only uh, two social networks one is linkedin and uh, second is instagram i uh, occasionally uh, look at so probably linkedin uh, would be the best the best place to find me uh yuri grachov actually it's uh, not difficult to find and uh, there you can find all links to my company credit castle i will write in the description the link to your linkedin as well it was an honor and a privilege and very enjoyable discussion i wish you a great day yuri Thank you, Abdulaziz, for having me here. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year.